Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, <laughs> wherever you are. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Andrew Grosset and welcome to the next edition, the latest edition of AG Relates. So before we get into this week's subject, topic, talk, discussion, whichever way you want to put it. I just want to remind everyone about what we're doing here. So what we're looking at here is we're looking at the number one killers of relationships, the, 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 num- the top subjects, the top subjects that cause us to uproot, disrupt or terminate, terminate the relationships that we have established, the romantic connections that we have made the subjects that make you go enough is enough i need to leave or in fact enough is enough you need to leave me we're talking about these subjects here not with a view of just simply going over the subject and over the subject and over the subject but going over the subject in a way in a positive proactive way of isolating some of the challenges understanding the obstacles the obstacles that get in the way of us getting through these things so that we might actually see a way through as usual cannot stress enough anything you hear on any podcast that i put out or in fact any post that i put out full stop is my interpretation of things is my understanding of things based on my my past experiences or the experiences that I have shared with others. It's by no means me saying that it's the only way to deal with something. It's by no means me saying that this, that, that what, I'm, what I'm saying is absolutely correct. It's just my findings, my opinions and my, pers- my, my, my perspective on things. Before we also, before we get into the subject, I just want to say a quick thank you. And I've said it on Instagram, but I'll say it on here as well. I just want to thank everyone who has bought the book, supported the book, my first novel, Love, Lust, Love, which is available on Amazon um, in Waterstones and also bought directly from the publisher's website. It's been a massive emotional journey for me, really, from the point of how the book was created to the point of getting, completing the book, then taking the nervous steps of putting it out there to see if anyone would actually be interested in publishing it to the point where we've actually now got it out and it's actually selling, actually selling. A book of mine is actually selling. It's such an amazing, amazing position for me to be in really. And so again, I just, I cannot, cannot stress to you how grateful I am, how grateful grateful I am that People have joined me on my own personal great journey, personal, grateful that I am, that people have actually found use in what, in what, in what, what I'm doing here and what I'm putting out. Because at the end of the day, that's why I do it. Again, before we get into this subject as also as well, can I stress to you also that this, this podcast is really about you. So if you have any issues, if you have any concerns, things that are going on in your world that may be rocking your world or questioning your world, please, please, please drop me a DM. Drop me an email. My email address is andrew at andrewgrosset.com and I will respond to you and we'll get into it. And as the people that have contacted me so far, thank you very much and I bless you all. I hope I'm, I'm able to help in the least. I'll at least guarantee you, guarantee you, an impartial ear to listen. So, within this series here, we're talking about the subjects or the points of contention within a relationship that ultimately cause people to leave. These are the top, top subjects. Now, 
Last week we got into the subject of money. Money was the thing. And actually it comes, it is the top. If you search it, it is the biggest, biggest cause of confusion. Actually not just within a relationship, within any circumstance. When money is involved, people get very sensitive. So if you haven't listened to that one, please, please do go back and back an episode pick up that one and go through it. If I don't mind me saying, it is it is a particularly interesting subject to have got into and even through listening to the podcast back again after um, we published it, I was I was actually quite proud of it. So if you do get a chance, have a flick back over last week's, um, catch up with the, with, with the number one um, and then it'll put in context where we are with this week's one as well. So this week's one, we, as I said, we've dealt with money. So this subject here we're talking about now is communication. Now, communication in itself in a relationship gets very, very confusing because the standard definition of, com- of communication does not apply. So in order to really appreciate what I'm saying here, I googled the word communicate. And this is the definition it came up with. It's to share or exchange information, news or ideas. To share or communicate, communicate news, information, or ideas. And this is the basis of where the first line, the first bit of miscommunication, especially within an emotionally charged relationship. So when I say an emotionally charged relationship, it's an emotion, it's a relationship that is driven, driven on the feelings that are exchanged between the parties involved. That is your romantic relationship, the relationship between your partner. It's an emotionally charged relationship. When you're dealing with an emotionally charged relationship, the problem you've got here is every method of communication comes into play. It's not just talking. It's not just a matter of communicating your day and saying, hi, hi, darling, my day was this, how was yours? It's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as saying to someone, you know what, you bothered me when you did X. It's not as simple as that. It's the beginning, but it's not, the sim- it's not as simple as that. So the problem we've got here, the problem we've got here is the definition of communication with an emotionally charged relationship is already confused, misguided and misunderstood. The parties don't understand what it is to communicate. They haven't defined what communication means within that said relationship. So therefore, you don't really have a chance, really, from the offset, from the offset, from the start of succeeding within this all-too-important category. Yeah? When we talk about communication with between two parties, when you just, just think about, about communicating or talking to someone, how much of that communication is actually words? Not a lot, you know? We're taught that through sales training, you know? When we talk about how we sell something, we talk, we talk about all the other elements to it. When we talk about how, in, you know, from a teacher and a pupil environment, we talk about all the other elements, all the other different types of communication. But for some reason, for some reason, when we get into, an emotion, into a relationship with someone, we expect it to be simple and we take something that is multifaceted down to one particular angle and we focus on just the words. When actually the words... The words that you exchange between people is the smallest part, the smallest part of communication that you can take between humans. What's actually said, the words that are actually said. 
are the smallest element of communication between people. So let's take a look at what the other elements are. Let's take a look at the big one, body language. Now guys, you know as well as I do, when you walk into a house, you walk into your house and you see your lady across the hallway, you know whether she's in a good mood, a bad mood or indifferent by the way in which she stands. When you walk in through that front door, you know, you're just busy coming from work, whether you've had a good, bad or whatever day from work, you go, right, you get in through the door, you shut the door, you shut the door, you lock the door, you turn around, you see her, and you see her. Now, you're already communicating because you're receiving information. Information is being shared, but visually, no one said anything, but you're looking. You're looking, and she knows you're looking. And you're looking, and you're looking again. What kind of day have you had as you scan her up and down? Now, if the eyes are bright and the eyes are happy and shining and her face is smiling and her arms go open wide to greet you, to hug you, you know, today has been a good day, tonight will be a good night. But when you walk in through that door, when you walk in through that door and you see that hand on the hip, you see the head dipped slightly a little bit lower than where it would normally be and the eyes, the eyes are thinner than when they would normally be and they don't look too happy. You know full well that what you're in for is a bumpy night because she's had a bumpy day. Now, whether that bumpy day is as a result of you or not, you are going to have to deal with the effects of that day. You know that. It's body language. Information has been shared. Tonality is another big one. Another big one. There's a big difference between me saying, I love you, me saying, I love you. It's the same sentence, but the way in which I say it, the way in which it is said, the way, the tone of which has been used, culminates and paints a very, very different, different picture. And then, then, one of the most effective means of communication within a relationship that is overused in the beginning and underused for the rest of the time is touch. You know, it's touch. You know how reassuring a touch is, how reassuring a hug can be. When someone's upset and you hug them, they feel safe. Information is being shared. But for some reason, as relationships get on, and I say when relationships get on, because we remember all of these things in the beginning. When we first start a relationship, when we first get together with someone, everybody's listening in every possible way. When we first get together with someone, we, when we get dressed even, we're thinking about what information we want to share. You know, ladies, when they're getting dressed and they're wearing that, that, that red dress that hugs in the right way, that shows off the right curves, you know, they're saying, come, come, talk to me. Guys, when you're wearing that cologne, that cologne that she know that she likes, you're saying, come closer. You're saying, come closer. You know, when we're in the beginning of a relationship, everybody's got time to listen. You'll listen to her talk about the things that are going on in her world, about the things that are bothering her in her world. 
over and over again because this relationship is new and this person is new and this person is interesting and this person is everything. Ladies, when he's sat down and he's talking about his dreams, he's talking about his goals, he's talking about the things that really spark off and let him go and let and let and let him feel alive. You're listening to him because he is new and he is everything. And you are looking at this guy and you're going, This is this is it. I have found him. I'm calling my mum. That's it, it's him. You're giving each other time, you're giving each other space. You're actually listening to what's going on and what's being said and what you're visualizing and what you're smelling and what you're hearing and what you're seeing. You can see all, you're taking it in, you're absorbing it. But here's the thing, as time goes on, we start to switch off those senses one by one. If we become familiar with that individual, we take communication for granted. We've been with each other for so long. We know what the goals and aspirations are. The same thing you said to me last week. The same goals and aspirations you had last month. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm tired. You're not really doing anything with it. The conversation goes on. I've heard it all before, you know, right, what, yeah, so-and-so's a bitch, this, that, and the other hasn't worked out quite well, you're upset with your dad, yeah, you know what, I've heard it all before, we stop listening, and what we start doing is we start waiting for an opportunity to talk, we start waiting for an opportunity where we can talk, why, because we switched off from the fact that we are not giving our, this other person space, because we're so preoccupied with the fact that we're not getting space. So now it becomes about us. In the beginning, it's all about them. As you get later in your relationship, it's all about me. And what you're trying to do is you're waiting for your opportunity to communicate without giving the opportunity to be communicated to. Communication in a relationship is the most crucial part. It's the most crucial part. But it's the bit, it's the bit that is that's taken for granted. It's the first bit to be shut down and forgotten about. It's the first bit to be taken, taken, taken for granted and just ignored. Is there any is there any reason why? Any reason why? We don't talk anymore. So now we've highlighted the problem, we've highlighted the issue. Communication is the, is the second biggest killer of relationships. How do we fix it? How do we prevent it? How do we, how do we stop these lines of communication being destroyed? How do we bring it back from the brink of disaster? The way you bring it back, the way, the way you bring it back is to put the effort back into your communication with each other. And the best bit about this, the awesome bit about this is that you can do it at any given point in time, providing the heart is willing. And I will throw that in there at this point in time, at this juncture. The heart has to be willing. Your heart has to be in it. And that's the first question to ask. If you're in a relationship right now, you're listening to this right now, and you're thinking, oh my God, this sounds like me. Check yourself first to make sure that you haven't got so far down the line that the heart has given up. Check with yourself first that you have not got so far down the line that your heart or their heart hasn't given up. The heart has got to be in it because you're going to need it to withstand the ground that you're going to have to make back up in order to make this work. But as I said, brilliant thing about this is there is no relationship that you've got, especially one with a spouse, where it's ever too late 
to begin to communicate. Now, when we talk about communicating, there is one thing that I do need to get both sides of the fence, as in both sexes to understand here. You can't talk to them like it's your friend. You can't talk to them like it's your friend. You can't, you know? The first crucial bit to getting past this is to understanding the differences between the sexes. It's to understanding the different ways that the sexes, the sexes understand information, process information. Now, guys, when you walk up to a friend of yours that you've got a disagreement with, it's perfectly capable and perfectly acceptable for you to walk up to your friend and go, oh, my God, John, you fucked up. Perfectly acceptable for you to walk up to him and that be your opening line of conversation. I dare you to go and do that to your woman. The next time she does something that irritates you, I dare you, dare you to go home, open the door, walk in through the door, shut the door, walk up straight up to her and go, you know what? Marcia, you fucked up and see how far it gets you. I probably predict that your family will be posting your picture on the back of milk cartons pretty soon after that conversation has happened. Now, ladies, you're not excused from this. You're not excused from this because if you go wandering up to your girlfriends about something that's bothered you, you can start, you can start that conversation with how much you're irritated about this, this situation. You can start that conversation with how hurt you feel. You can start this conversation about all the wonderful feelings and emotions that are wrapped around that subject. But if you go and do that with your man, if you walk in through the door and you begin that conversation, with your guy like that. That conversation will go nowhere. Men are programmed, programmed, understand and solve. That's the way our heads are built. That's the way our heads are programmed to absorb stuff. So when you come at your guy with all of the emotion first, you lose his attention before you get to the subject. When you come at your guy with all the emotion and how you're feeling about this very subject first. As far as his he's concerned now, the conversation is about the feeling. We won't get to the subject because he's already started trying to solve the feeling. And if he thinks that the feeling has got nothing to do with him, or he thinks that the feeling is unfounded, or he hasn't understood where the feelings have come from, he'll bark back at you because you'll get defensive because all you are doing right there and right then is nagging. All you're doing right there and right then is, is, is complaining about something which is nothing because you haven't even got to the subject yet. Now, fellas, you're not excluded from this because when you walk up to your woman and you come at her directly and throw the problem right in her face immediately like that, all she hears is you saying she's not good enough. All she hears is an accusatory tone of you saying that you have messed up and you should have done this and you haven't done that and her defences kick in and she comes at you in a defensive fashion. Why am I saying this? What I'm saying is, reason why I'm saying this, is we have to understand that whilst we are all independent individuals, whilst we are all individual people, there are some strands that run through humans 
as humans. And therefore we have to acknowledge those bits if we want to communicate effectively. If you were going in to a business pitch, you were going in to sell something, you'd take a look and do some research as to who you're selling to and then adapt the way in which you speak. So when you're in your relationship, this is, this is this relationship is your forever point, this is your forever person, then they deserve the same respect. They deserve the same thought process. They deserve, process. They deserve the same research. Prime example for it, if we take a look at now, make this personal about myself. Now, Karen knows I am a creature of process. So in the, I have a process wrapped around everything that in which that I do. I want to be as efficient and as successful as what I do as possible. So I will def- decipher my own individual process about things and I will do the same thing every time if, as long as I understand it to work. Now, my process first thing in the morning for me getting ready and leaving out the door, nine times out of 10, when I'm leaving first thing in the morning, and I'm not coming back for a good eight stroke 10 hours sometimes. So it's crucial for me not to forget anything in the morning. So I have a rigorous process and a rigorous routine that I go through every morning as I'm getting myself ready to ensure that I haven't forgotten anything. That is not the time to come at me with an emotional conversation or a serious relationship issue. Because what you've just dis- what you've just done is interrupted my priority one process. And you've created panic within my system here, which is only gonna arc out in negative energy over to you, all because of the time of day in which you've chosen to talk to me about something that matters to you. Now, this subject matters to you, so therefore, what you need to, and my response or my participation in the conversation about that is crucial to the solution. So therefore understand the person that you're with, do the research about the person that you're trying to have this conversation with and approach that said important conversation of yours at the time where it's most likely, most likely to achieve the result that you're after. You know your other half better than anybody else out there. Anybody else out there, you probably know them better than yourself. Karen knows me better than I know me. She does. You know your other half better than they know them. So use that information that you have collected. Use the information that you know to create the best possible scenario for you to be able to communicate that of which is important to you to them. Take time. Create time to communicate. Take time to communicate. Don't throw something in there that is life-changing or the, the, the impact of that said conversation is going to have a massive impact on you at a time when that person doesn't have the time to grant you to get under it properly, to get to the point of understanding it properly. Use the information you have about your other half to your advantage or to the advantage of the both of you by giving them the best possible situation to be able to hear you in the best possible light to therefore have the best possible conversation moving forward. Now, I'm going to wrap up here and now, but I'm going to leave you with this last, last bit. We've talked about various different elements of communication here and the stresses and importance around the subject of communication. And I'm hoping that from this conversation of the last 20 minutes or so, we've established some understanding as to how things may be not going so right for you right about now, and most importantly, how you can move things forward. I think, I hope that you have established the fact that wherever you're at in terms of the, the, 
the degree of your relationship provided the heart is in it on both parties you can you can draw it back you can pull it back you can make this right by using the information you have around your other half about your other half to create the best possible scenario to actually create some systems and processes within your relationship that will aid you to have productive communication but i'm going to leave you i'm going to leave you today with this because there's one other subject within this communication subject that I haven't quite touched on yet. We've spoken about when people vocalise things, how they vocalise things, but I'm going to end on this one part, this one part that actually probably is the most significant. It's when you don't say anything at all. It's when something is bothering you and you hold it in. When something happens or someone says something that you seriously disagree with, but you don't say a word. You keep it to yourself because you think that's the way to keep the peace. I'm going to leave you with this one sentence here to do with that particular fraction. And that's quite simply this. is to let them know when something serious bothers you before it turns serious to deal with. All too often when it comes to communication, silence is the biggest argument star of them all I want to thank you all for listening I do love these podcasts it does give us an opportunity to get into some subjects and get into some ways and find some solutions and helps me to connect not just with you guys but also with myself with myself I may be coming up with these talks I may be coming up with these lessons but trust me I'm as much a pupil as I'm trying to communicate and to educate and to you know help you guys resolve things bits and bobs okay that's me out for this week I'll be back next week with the number three I won't tell you what it is yet you'll just have to wait for the podcast to come out I wish you all the best week possible coming up remember positivity is the best place to live you know, even if, even if the crap feels like it's hitting the fan, always, always, always try to look for the positive light in things. Because very often, very often, as I say to everyone, pain is life's most efficient teacher of lessons. But the lesson is the gem to go seek and find. As I said, once again, thank you very much. And I hope you guys have a powerful week. Um, for those that have purchased the book, Love, Lust, Love, thank you so, so much for your support. For those that haven't, you still can get your copy, that, copy off of Amazon or you can get it from Waterstones online or you can order it direct, direct from the publishers themselves. Um, the links to all the three, all three sites are on my um, Instagram or my Facebook. I'll put them in the, in the bio um, the description bit um, below this this podcast here but in the least if you just search for love lust love and put my name in there it will come straight up that's us out for another week it's been emotional and it's been amazing you take care have a great week and as always you stay strong <laughs> and stay focused take care